The word religion is derived from the Latin word religio, religare, which means to bind together. Re denotes again, so it denotes to bind back the soul to God, which is a common heritage of mankind. We can differentiate between inner and outer religion. There is a subjective and an objective religion, the outer religion and the inner religion. The inner religion differs a lot from the outer religion because the outer religion is set on various outer rituals and rites, different dogmas, caste, color, and creed, and is man-made. Whatever is man-made separates man from man. All great masters at different times, however, spoke from the one truth. All respected the existence of an inner religion because God's children live therein. And they told us to follow the inner religion. This is the real teaching, which is universal. The inner religion is one and the same for everyone and teaches us love. Remind us of the brotherhood of man and the father motherhood of God. Hello and welcome wherever you are in the world. This podcast is hosted by the Spiritual School of the Golden Rosy Cross. We publish audio reflections and articles written by pupils of the Golden Rosy Cross, exploring universal themes through the human experience and our own understanding on the spiritual path. The aim is to provide you with food for thought, inspiration for new questions, and impulses in your research for new answers. For more information on the Golden Rosy Cross, its activities and initiatives, visit goldenrosycross.org. We can also differentiate between exoteric and esoteric Christianity. Soteric religion professes the connection with the outer God via a priest or other human intermediary. The truth and the authority is presented as being outside of ourselves. Soteric spirituality recognizes instead that within the mortal human being lies a divine element, often indicated as being in the heart, which can and must connect a human being with a Christ consciousness, without the interference of a guru, master, priest, etc. This divine element, and therefore the responsibility of creating that connection, is found within the human being, within each of us. This weakens the case of outer rules, documents, and intermediaries. Discovering and entering the temple of Christ within us is an inner spiritual journey. In this journey, the lower egocentric consciousness holds us back. The remembrance of the original divinity of the human being starts when we begin to have new desires for spiritual fulfillment or true love and peace. Then there is a confrontation between the never-ending desires 
associated with the mind and the inner light, associated with the Christ in us, the eternal element. We access to this temple within us, creating the necessary space, which brings us the silence. Then the changing consciousness disconnects us from our attachments and desires. This eternal element has been always there, waiting for its awakening. Therefore, we can connect with the Christ within us with a change in consciousness to access to the eternal source of the universal, universal wisdom, which has always been within us. This journey of inner discovery and transformation requires our individual awakening, the inner connection with the Christ force. This is a universal teaching and the basic principles of all religions are the same. This is not new faith, not new religion, just a common ground for all to sit together, irrespective of whether they belong to one religion or the other. As a human being, we are one. As a soul, we are one. And also the one whom we worship, God, is also the same. And once again, we are approaching the eve of Christmas, a time of celebrations, both in the religious and secular domains of our life. We are all feeling that this is a special time of the year. But why? In Christian churches, the story is told of how upon this holy night, Jesus was born of a virgin. But ancient traditions had also been celebrating the winter solstice and the rebirth of the sun. We can think of Yule in pagan rituals, the festival of Saturnalia in Roman times, or the rising of Osiris in ancient Egypt. Different astronomical and astrological explanations can be given as to why this time of the year played and still plays such an important role in our traditions. In the Northern Hemisphere, during the winter solstice, starting on the 21st of December, the sun reaches its southernmost point the day is shortest, the night longest. Winter is settling in. From here on, the sun will advance again northward. However, during about three days, it seems to stand almost still. Hence, the name solstice, from the Latin meaning to stand still. Cold and famine would inevitably exterminate humanity if the sun remained always in the south. Hence, it is a cause of great joy when it recommences its journey northward. And it is hailed as saviour because it will give again the bread of life upon the crossing of the equator during the spring equinox, Easter. 
on the night when the sun commences its ascent northwards, the sign of Virgo is rising on the eastern horizon at midnight. So we could say that he is born of a virgin. We must remember, though, that all is interlinked and nature is a book that has been given to us so we can have a deeper understanding of the spiritual forces that alternately ebb and flow in the course of the year through Earth and at the same time through us, Earthlings. As Goethe expresses it, in his inspired Faust. How all into a wholeness weaves, and in the other, each in the other moves and lives. The powers of heaven ascending and descending, and to each other golden vessels sending, with fragrant blessings winging from heaven to earth, their bounty bringing. In harmony, the universe is ringing. The sun is born from year to year in the darkest night. The world-saving Christ is also born when the spiritual darkness of mankind is the greatest. But there is another aspect of which Paul speaks, of Christ being formed in you. We are all Christ's in the making. And the sooner we realize that, we must find the Christ within before we can perceive the Christ without, the more we can hasten the day of our Bethlehem. And we'd like to quote Angelus Silesius. Though Christ a thousand times in Bethlehem be born and not within thyself, thy soul will be forlorn. The cross on Golgotha thou lookest to in vain, unless within thyself it be set up again. Around the time of the winter solstice, the earth is nearest to the sun. Its spiritual rays fall at right angles to the earth's surface, thus promoting spirituality. Another chance is given to all human beings to resonate with the Christ without and reconnect to the Christ within. As the Christ force, is brought again within the earth core. Let us connect to these favorable spiritual rays during this time and radiate their warmth and light to all in true spirit of Christmas love and unity with all humanity. Friends. We stress again the universal, universality of the theme that we explore together today. 
if we look back at the mythical circumstances in which other divine figures from the religions and cultures that perhaps we don't consider close to us, we can, however, recognize the common ground, the one spiritual impulse that has manifested here and there across time and space, calling the human being to follow, meaning to implement within themselves the great parable of the birth of the child of God. Just as Jesus was born in a stable from a virgin and escaped the persecution of the local king or tyrant by temporarily running away to a foreign place, so did Krishna in ancient India, Zoroaster in Persia, Horus in Egypt, and Dionysus and Heracles in Greece. All cultures and traditions that preceded the Christian Gospels. Why is this? Is it because the same story traveled around the world through the centuries? Perhaps, but friends, we would like to draw your attention to the inner connection among these stories. These spiritual archetypes and our own task as seekers of the absolute, as people that question the essence of our own life and that long for that inner connection. The birth of the child of God, of the absolute, the awakening of the new consciousness in us, the bodying of the rose in our heart, as we Rosicrucians might also say, is a miraculous moment because it already opens our life to a new dimension, to a new awareness, and to the inner task towards the complete transformation of the human system. However, the Christ consciousness is not yet achieved. The cosmic unity with the all in the human being is not something that happens overnight. Just as in the gospel, Jesus is a defenseless child. So this new awareness is very fragile and is easily taken over by the king or tyrant hero. This means that again and again, although we might have moments of lucidity, moments of great inspiration, and perhaps at times we might feel that unity with our fellow human beings, nonetheless, we fall again and again in the old patterns of our own egocentricity. The king that does not want to be dethroned, the human being who resists change. And yet, this is very normal. So friends, we actively invite you not to feel sorry for yourselves, not to be too harsh in judging 
the poor state of your life. The egocentric consciousness is a task of survival and its fuel is fear. It is just accomplishing its task. However, as the Jesus consciousness enters our life, we are then able to start the marvelous process that will make Jesus the Christ. We could say the inner initiation of the human being that opens itself to a new consciousness, the new soul. The Jesus human being and that goes on to host the spirit, the Christ consciousness, become a true spirit soul human being. So we have told you now about the twofoldedness of the human being. A perishable being driven by self-maintenance that is the bearer of a divine essence that we, that we refer to in the Rosy Cross as the inner Jesus. And just as Jesus was born in the year zero, the inner Jesus has its birth in our inner year zero. That year zero is that particular moment where things around us seem to crumble away and in which we don't know in which direction we should continue with our lives. Very often after literally life-changing events that brought us to a standstill. So Jesus is the awakening of the divine seed in us, in our hearts, by the touch of the divine light. This happens in our hearts. And Mary is the human etheric heart that has become silent as a sea after a storm. Mary is the bitter sea or the star of the sea. And the subtle etheric realm is often referred to as the sea. And that is why Mary is the mother, the birth ground of Jesus. Mary is a state of being of unanswered pure love. A love that has tried but failed to express itself in this world and bitterly came to that experience. The silence after the storm. But six months before Mary's pregnancy of Jesus, her cousin Elizabeth, who was of old age, barren and without children, also got pregnant by a ray of the Holy Spirit. And her child, her son, is the man we know as John, who became the harbinger. Elizabeth is the state in which we accept the fruitless, fruitlessness of our seeking, of our genuine attempts to turn this world of opposites into a place of unity, freedom and love. 
we will never succeed in this world. And after endless attempts, which means at a very old age, we are still childless, barren. And we have discovered the world as a desert for our true soul. And the desire to bear a child in this world dies within us. So it is only the Elizabeth in us who can give birth to John, the seeker for light. And John is the human being who knows there must be more, who knows from within that unity, freedom, love must exist and he seeks for it. The John human being is you. John is me. The John in you is that what drives you to seek on a higher plane. The plane in your own being where Jesus the divine light will be born shortly after. And that is why John's birth has to precede Jesus' birth. They're also cousins and they grow up together. And this is one of the most beautiful passages of the Gospel. Because the earthly human being, John, the seeker with a great homesickness, leads the inner man Jesus to its destination by eventually baptizing him and receding himself. So when the natural dynamic forces in us come to their winter period, the light can be born when the spiritual sunlight raises to its highest force of influx around winter solstice. And this happens not only to the planet, but on also when we reach our year zero. We come to a standstill, a solstice, and the divine sunlight pierces through all darkness, reaching the inner child. And it will be born, but in a stable, the place where the animals live, because there was no space in the tavern where the humans stay. And in the stable we find the donkey and the oxen. They are the human aspects of stubbornness, but also of perseverance towards the goal. Our heart is the stable. It is the place where the light descends, but where also the aspects of the human personality, the ego, come together. All its instincts, desires and emotions come together in the heart. So two hearts coincide. And in the Gospels of Matthew and Luke, we read that the earthly powers do their best to kill the newborn baby. We already heard that King Herod, he orders the, all the newborn babies and children under the age of two to be killed. Herod, the tyrant, is the old thinking and the old being that tries to get hold on something that is beyond its power. The new light, the newborn Jesus in us, will then 
it has to inevitably to withdraw because the light never fights and joseph joseph our purified thinking and mary the pure yearning of the heart are becoming more and more conscious of this and they fly to egypt and thus withdraw from the threat and they're not allowed to return until the angel of the lord tells them so Egypt stands for a conscious vacuum of silence and not doing and neutrality. Egypt is the land of the mysteries in our hearts. And there the frail newborn soul-like principle can make there a particular undisturbed disturbed development. And if the heart can keep radiating in this way, then Jesus, the light of the world, is born in man. Every man, every human being, has a primal atom in the heart. But the light, the inner Jesus, can only be born in a person that searches for light. And that has spontaneously prepared himself during his quest for true life. The stable is the image of the human being with his restless heart, in which the rosebud must be awakened. The rose of the heart, in which the inner Jesus is waiting to awake, is as a seven-petaled rose. When this rose is going to flower after the birth of the light, the five-pointed star rises too. The star rises in the east. This light is seen from afar, and three wise men, the forces of the Brotherhood of Life, rush to pay homage to the newborn child, and they offer gold, frankincense, and myrrh. The gold of the Spirit the incense, the frankincense of the alliance with the noses and the mirror of the love radiation of Christ. And thus you have been informed with the light birth. This mystery tells you that the divine light, the divine light seed is imprisoned within you. The unopened seven petaled rose in which your true self which was so intensely looked for is waiting for rebirth if this rose can be opened and attached to the cross of your earthly existence then it becomes really light within you and such a human being has then become a true Rosicrucian. Then you can celebrate the inner light birth, the true Christmas and the true religion. Mm -hmm.